Welcome to Curva Mundial. Hello, and welcome to a special episode of Curva Mundial Extra Time, when we bring back a former guest to chat updates and all things about the beautiful game in between seasons, as we just finished season five, our biggest season yet. So thank you to all the listeners, both new and old. Season six will arrive on August 26th. So mark your calendars and be sure to lock in our Twitter account to find out the starting 11 as we reveal who will be the guests in the coming weeks. Follow us on Twitter at Cover Mundial Pod and Cover Mundial is listener supported. So please head over to anchor.fm slash curva dash mundial if you would like to make a donation. Now we are throwing it back to season one. So please welcome to the show one of my best friends and inter supporter, Rosario Pellerito. Welcome, Russ. Hey. Glad to be here. Thanks, man. Oh, no problem. It's uh, it's nice to have you back on. It was so for those that don't know, which is pretty much everyone listening. Um, Russ was the first guest I ever had on, officially had on, even though his episode ran like eighth in the first season or seventh or whatever it was. Uh, he was the very first person to say, "Yeah, I'll do an interview with you, pal." Uh, so all the kinks were worked out. Both had a do this, how to edit this, these things, how to keep a conversation going. That's all you, pal. So thank you. You're welcome. That's what I'm here for, man. I'm like, I'm just like a guinea pig. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh. so we're right now, right in the thick of the summer transfer window, which we're going to talk all things City A, Inter. Um, we're going to maybe do a little fun prediction top five that we normally would do in person. So why not just give it to the listeners? So every year, for as long as Russ and I have been friends, which is, I don't know, at this point, like forever, um, we do a top five who we think is going to win, you know, the top five of City A. And if we get it correct, all five in a row, the loser has to buy the winner beer. This hasn't happened yet. So we, uh, we've we come close. There have been chances where we've come close, but we haven't close, but no cigar. So... Yeah, I feel like every year when I look back at the list, I'm like, oof, what was I thinking? It almost, I mean, I, yes, of course, there's like some close moments, but like ultimately, it's pretty like far. I, I, it's pretty far off sometimes. It's a little embarrassing. Like, well, really it, can't be any more, it can't be any more embarrassing than my fantasy soccer team. So it's, uh, it, it's at least like you get within the ballpark of things. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I uh I historically have one of the worst fantasy football franchises in our little uh Premier League fantasy football. And uh yeah, so I'm I'm hoping to keep that going. Uh unintentionally, unintentionally bad, unintentionally bad. I put in so much effort and every year last place. So at least it's just Premier League. Right, that's true. That's true. So we are coming now as I said in the thick of the summer transfer window there's a lot of drama because that's what City I is on and off the field. And the season hasn't even started yet. But right before we get into that, I want to talk about something that was incredible to witness because nobody expected it, including Inter fans. And that was Inter in the UCL final against Manchester City, which obviously we know at this point City wins 1-0. Uh, on the only mistake of the game at that point. And it's a bummer to see that. And look, Inter fairly kicked the shit out of my team in the semis to get to the final. I should be bitter. I should have been cheering for City, but I couldn't bring myself to do it because I knew 
what it meant for Inter fans and City, uh, especially the fact that nobody expected that. And, you know, since the departure of Conte. So for you, I don't want to make you relive terrible things, but what was that like, that buildup and then that game and where you are now at this point? How does it make you more excited for the season? Um, it's, Yeah, I think it does make me a little more excited for the season. It's like something... Um, I'll get to all the disappointment <laughs> soon, but um, it is something you can kind of like hold on to and think, um, okay, that's possible, I guess. Not something to be honest, I would have, I would have thought, you know, last season, especially um, that it would be something we could do. So yeah, there's like that little hope that's kind of floating around. Like, yeah, it makes me a little more excited. It's like, you never know. We got there. Um, we had a weird season and we got there and we, came pretty damn close so it does make me a little hopeful do i think we'll repeat that you know probably not but like i said you never know so there is that um excitement because you know there are years where you're just um you know post 2010 where you're just like uh fighting to even get a champions league spot like i mean i remember the celebrations of just landing in the top four and when we had you know Spalletti and stuff and it was incredible so now to see us get to the final uh was unreal so yeah a little bit hopeful in that regard that you know maybe it could could happen um you know I guess leading up it just felt I mean I'm just like a a worrier in general I'm not particularly an optimistic person um in most (laughs) areas and especially soccer and to be fair I mean as I think most Inter fans would agree it's hard to be um they put you through like a lot of uh stressful situations so uh you know every game uh you know every game out of that I mean every game in the group stage and 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 after the group stage was really stressful I I just kept thinking like we're you know we could do this but it's something is going to happen you know um when we got drawn uh you know with Milan I remember and this is no disrespect obviously um imagine that they were probably just as excited it it, you know it was like oh there's something like this there's I mean a real shot here you know this isn't I mean these are teams that play each other you know a few times a year you know I had I think that we were better going in even before the game so I felt confident it was it was just crazy to feel confident that you could actually end up in this final you know um but uh you know once we got through and it was the day you know whatever days weeks into the final I mean I was so stressed and I was like I was dreaming about it like days beforehand dreams nightmares I mean it was crazy like I couldn't believe it but at the same time I was like you know, this hasn't happened in like 13 years now. Right. It just, I was experiencing something that I hadn't experienced in so long, you know, and I was, I mean, I've been an Inter fan my whole life and I was a huge fan back then, but in some ways, like there's, I don't know, for me, it's like, I think I grow more and more into it even, you know, it's like every year, it's like I become just more invested Mm -hmm. and it was really weighing on me, um, which always sounds silly when you're like talking about a sport, you know, but like it was the truth. So I was thinking about it for a long time. I was like really nervous. And uh, 
and it was like I just couldn't wait for the day to come but I was yeah it was a little stressful to be honest it was I will say this what bummed me out and this is the beauty of sport I guess and as a neutral so I can't imagine how it felt for you but as I watched that match which was a fantastic final one because I, I, usually when Real Madrid is in a final and because they're Madrid, it's in their DNA that, I, you know, I, as much as that term has been thrown around a lot lately, and especially these days, it is, does ring true. It's, it's generally very entertaining when, it, when Madrid is in um, it's this though felt different, maybe because there was a city, uh, horse in the race, um, a team in the race rather. Um, and city, I was being represented, but inter, I felt were the better side and it was just down to one simple stupid mistake from everybody in that back line and onana that leads city to victory the thing that a lot of people have been pointing fingers at a person people have been pointing fingers at is lukaku who had a lot of blunders that match ton of blunders um and we're gonna get to more big rom later on but i can't say that his intensity was down i can't say that like he wasn't for lack of trying all of those guys looked on inter looked great you had a cherby who just pocketed erling holland especially after the season that erling holland just had you and a cherby someone who has battled cancer alcoholism was not afraid of the one player that everybody in the world was afraid of. It made Manchester City for a very long stretch of time in that match seem like a team that might not actually be as cohesive as people think. Yeah, I think I'll say a few things. I mean, what I also say, I don't personally, I don't think there was a mistake. I think it was just a great goal. It just sort of squeezed in when you kind of watch the replays, which I've done many times. You know, there is just, it just is, a, it's a great goal, to be honest. And it found its way through those little, those little openings. And I, I honestly don't think there was much that they could have done in that moment. Um, so I don't even really honestly blame anyone truly for that goal. Um, I'll say that, yeah, I think we made City look very much like a normal average team. You know, this team that is, you know, you know, it's like it's 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 a little bit of a David David versus Goliath situation, yeah. um, but they look pretty average. And I think I'm sure there were nerves at play, but I think it's also how Inter plays. I think it's the way Pep knew going in. Probably, you know, he can't approach the game as he normally would when we had a guy like Onana in the back. Mm -hmm. You know, we just like we can deal with that pressure so well. You know, and he's was incredible, or I mean, he is incredible with the ball at his feet. Um, he's just not incredible for us anymore, unfortunately, with the ball at his feet. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, I was like so proud of how they played. I thought they were great, and you know, what that one goal makes the difference. And we had chances, a lot of chances, especially towards the end, and it just felt like it could happen. But you know similarly like I don't blame Lukaku you know I'm not really people like to put blame on these on these guys it's like I get it you're a striker you got to score close chances but it happens he came in you know 55th minute or something like that it's tricky you know 
um i it's tough you want to do like about a, a bunch of like what ifs you know i, I would have personally i would have loved to see him start right that would have made the the difference we'll never know i don't blame inzaghi also honestly um i mean yeah it's like i wanted him to start i would have started him but like you know i'm not the coach and the coach and that team made us uh or brought you know brought us to the final so it's hard you know it's like yeah, everything is you know in hindsight you can you know make a lot of different you know a lot of corrections but i don't know they played i think they played great and yeah. to be fair there are other moments um that you can criticize you know lataro when he got that ball he decided to take the shot instead of crossing it mm -hmm, right. you know you don't get those kind of just to get that chance in a champions league final against city it's like i mean that's that doesn't come easy so uh, not that I think Lukaku necessarily scores that or he squares it perfectly, but I, I think he made the wrong decision. There was a sort of clip that went a little viral. I think of Dumfries. They like they hit the break, and you know, which is like what we're great at. And like the dude just like he just like holds it and slows it down. It's like so terrible to watch. So you know, there's things obviously we could have done better, but I mean, you're playing a great greatest team in the world at the moment. Um, with a you know triple uh budget i i, I think right, you know, right. <laughs> you know and uh, you know all the other obviously issues that they uh, have been accused of so you know it's tough it sucks um i was happy not to go in there and just like get our asses whooped and lose you know three four nothing or something right and that's got to be another thing too because i think a lot of people had expected that I, I think everybody that hadn't watched Inter at all all season or doesn't watch City A was just like, oh, this is going to be a cakewalk for City. And it ended up not being that. So you still have to be extremely proud of the club for what they had done. And especially the fact that Inzaghi didn't have the budget that Conte had. And yet with not that type of budget with those types of players, the Christian Eriksons, the... Uh, sure, sort of a doll on his downward trajectory, or Alexis Sanchez on his downward trajectory, but still guys that can make a difference, difference making players. Um, were Ashley Young, another one, you know, but that they could that Inter did what they had to do with the troops that they had, if you will. Oh, for a hundred percent. I mean, you're talking about, you know, yes, everyone talks about Holland, and which makes sense. and. To be fair, he wasn't much of a threat at all in that game, um, which is incredible in itself when you consider the guys that are holding holding him down. But that team is full of incredible players, um, players that they could drop an insane amount of money on. And we're in there with, you know, don't forget, like, you know, we didn't have Screenia either. Right, you know? right. Well, then for him and, and done a great job. And I mean, that's our, our back line is sort of, hilarious when you look at the age and the guys that are you know kind of holding it back there and we got Correa as a striker terrible you've got Jekko who's like you know 70 years old out there you know he's doing his thing but it's so yeah it's hard not to be proud of these guys and yeah the, on paper they they should have killed us you know but we're a good team I think people who expected it to go like that just on watch you know there were a lot of people who were talking shit before just being right. like they had an easy road here but like you know we did it man we beat you know benefica 
Benfica, Porto, you know, and, you know, even Milan, you know, to be fair, Milan beat Napoli, who yeah, true. And at one point looked like maybe even the better, best team in Europe. <laughs> so it's not as easy as people think. Um, and we showed up and we did great. It almost made it hurt more, weirdly enough. You right. know, if we did go and get our asses, what we could be like, yeah, you know, great team, so much money. What are you going to do? We did our best, but it was close. And it was, I mean, I think even you could argue sometimes that we were better, you know, honestly. I, so- I still, I will make that argument as an AC Milan supporter. I will say that Inter Milan were the better team yeah. uh, that day. That I was not as impressed. I've seen City put on better performances playing uh, Southampton last season than they did in a Champions League final. And that, again, this is not to knock City. This is not to be a, ba- you know, bash them. But you're right. When you you presented the David versus Goliath scenario, and that's what it was. And it, Inter really were a unit that day. And it's just, it's just such a bummer that the best team that day didn't win. The best team on paper won, but who actually ended up playing that game was a different story. And how that game was played was a different story. Yeah, and you know, whatever, you know, City's a great team. We couldn't put our chances away. They they did. That's what happens, you know. It's like I mean, we've had this sort of ongoing issue with our strikers in general and you know, they don't do enough personally. Mm-hmm. They just aren't they don't score enough goals. Um they miss big chances and that will bite you in the ass eventually, you know. Um and it did. So, and that's all it takes, you know, this is one game. Um, I mean, I think that's the argument for the Lukaku thing. It's like, you know, and Zaki got here doing his thing and, and to be fair, had a great, you know, lead up into the Champions League, our season really turned around and mm-hmm. he started rotating and it was just working out so well. So I get why he wants to go into that game and just like, you know, you don't want to change anything, but you also have to remember like you're playing two legs. So right. you can and then, you know, get Lukaku in there and then know you have a second leg or whatever. But, you know, this is one game, you know, so I I do think he probably could have just made that decision. But who knows? You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't think Lukaku is a super sub, you know, personally. Right. So it's just not. But, you know, for all we know, there could have been. I mean, like I said, he wants to stick to what worked. I get it. I don't really blame him. Also, you know, maybe there was other stuff we don't know going on behind the scenes at this point, the way stuff has been unfolding, you know, who knows what's happening. Right. But um, so that actually leads me right into the next thing here where stuff is unfolding as we speak, where a month ago, Lukaku was linked to AC Milan, the crosstown rivals, the team that he kissed the kissed the inter badge in front of. He has reportedly told Chelsea I'm not coming back. He's reportedly told the Saudis I'm not coming to the Saudi Arabian League. And now, and now he's linked very closely with Juventus and Inter at this point is just like, well, we're moving on. What? I I know you have no insider knowledge and there's no crystal ball and there's no, um, there's no way of knowing truly without being big Rom himself or his agents or the interboard and Steven Zhang, the owner of the team. But what the fuck is going on? 
And how do you respond to that as a fan? Um, I don't know, man. It's really, it's just so funny. Like it just came out right before we started recording, like some quotes from Lotaro about the you know, about the Lukaku situation. He hasn't said anything. No one has really said anything about it. So it's interesting to get his quotes now. Um, he seems to kind of confirm that like him and other teammates did call him for those few days and um, he didn't answer and he was wow. upset. Like, I, you know, he's disappointed and um, I probably a little taken aback. I think as we, most of us were. Um, so that doesn't make me feel great. Cause you know, there's some people who are sort of, and I think rightfully so a little skeptical of the way the situation maybe played out um, according to inter and, because I get it. Like, you know, it's like if they, you know, they're out here pushing their side of the story, you know, mm -hmm. Lukaku doesn't say anything. He just puts up his dumb fucking quotes or whatever. Hey guys, like he's like a cringy teenager. It's like, I want to give him like a live journal. He just like uses his Instagram for like dumb quote. I'm just like, dude, you're a professional footballer. Like come just like, you know, talk or just like shut up. It's like so annoying. I defend the guy all the time too, but right. So frustrating. Um, yeah, I mean, I per look, maybe people people some people I feel like change their tune and they want to say like they feel like maybe it's not as crazy, but in the moment it is crazy to me. Cause I remember when it first started popping up, it was like, okay, this is like just some bullshit that no one takes serious. The AC Milan links and definitely the Juventus links. Like I'm just like, okay, that's definitely not real. Um, there was talk that maybe you know, just Chelsea was pushing that out there because they right. wanted to wrap this stuff up with intern you know you scare them off and i get it from a business standpoint so um so it's wild that it actually was true it's very confusing um if it comes out that he had some kind of blow up with inzaghi towards the end of the season or during the season or whatever I, i'll you know i'd love to hear that because i could then i could understand you know but like you have to understand from our perspective again no insider information it's like we see a guy who like Seemed like he really regretted leaving. Right. Came back. He worked really hard. He got injured. It sucked. He worked really hard to get back. He helped us out. We helped him out, you know. Yeah. Um, brought him to a Champions League final. And he constantly just talked about how he loves Inter. It's his home. He, you know, he wasn't going to go show, show up at training at Chelsea. You know, he was like getting people involved to just get this deal done because it's hard for interest to pay that you know to pay the money you know he was even got his talks of uh even a pay cut he was willing to take a pay cut uh, all that stuff so it's like he's saying all the right all the right things you know so it's like so that's why it's so weird about the Juventus thing you know people will say like okay he's a professional inter might not be able to get you know, make, make the deal with Chelsea because, you know, Chelsea has to think about themselves as well, right? Okay. He or he wants more playing time. Fine. I, and I get all that. You know, if Juventus comes to you, say, look, man, we'll pay the money. We'll pay the right money for Chelsea. You're going to start. None of this rotating bullshit. Um, I, I'd i be like, I get it. But the problem for me, because, like, the loyalty stuff has gotten sucked, right? Like, we all know. Right. That. Yeah. It's and But it's also, as much as... I would love to see the Tottis and the Rossis and the Maldinis of the world. It's also with the club too, because seeing what Milan just did with Sandro Tonali is just like, to me, like everyone is very excited about the new incoming 
the incumbents, if you will, all the people that have been signed due to the sale of uh, Tonali. But uh, you and I were talking about it the other day. I'm like, it, it reminds me of Patrick Cartone 2.0, uh, Mirabelli PTSD. I just, I feel very weird. I'm not going to believe anything until I see it. There's just, I, I, I don't like losing a kid who actually wants to play for the team and plays his ass off. Like that's it. Like he wasn't just like, oh, like Patrick Cretone was, was good at Milan. His career afterwards has not been great. All right. It's been forgettable, but that sucks. We kind of ruined that. We ruined him, but Tonali was different. Tonali was like, they were talking future captain here. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it also goes both ways. So not even the clubs are honoring the players anymore, or maybe they never have. And, but now it's just so obvious. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I mean, you're right. You can't put all the blame on the players. You know, it's like, um, I just mean like, you know, it just isn't like it used to be. Yes, I think you're right. Like you can, the clubs are, you know, I don't think there's much loyalty there. You know, if they have a good deal, they're most likely going to take it. Tenali is a great example. You know, we've done it. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, we won the Scudetto and then we're getting rid of Hakimi. You right. know, and it's like, it sucks. You know, Lukaku, obviously. And, you know, people were nervous, you know, because I'm sure, you know, if, if like if, if there was always talks, you know, Barella might leave, Bastoni might leave. And, you know, you don't want these guys to go. You know, they love the club. And so but all I'm saying is that, you know, I think most fans get that it's just not what it was. So we can understand like a professional move. So in my opinion, if he said, listen, you guys aren't wrapping up this deal with Chelsea yet. Juventus is calling me. They're going to start, you know, I'm going to start every game, whatever. Like I said before, uh, I wouldn't be happy, but I'd be like, okay. But the problem is it's like the way he's taught, you know, the way he's just talking, I'll take the pay cut. Right. My home. Um, They're talking about getting like uh, Rockefeller involved. Right. Right. Make the negotiations. So I'm like, so I'm just like, yeah, this is all he wants is us. So it felt weird. Now there's rumors like, oh, this was going on before Champions League or during the whatever, the final. So that's even stranger to me, you know, because if it's especially if it's a playing situation, especially if it's like, hey, I'm not playing enough or, you know, I need to be the guy that starts, which I think is part of the problem. Right. Yeah, I get it. You know, you're this, you know, not everyone likes. No, I was going to be into this rotating shit, you know, like if I had to come off for Korea, I'd be mad too, but that's just the way he's doing it, you know? So it just felt like it didn't line up with what he was saying. You know, he's made snake moves in the past, so maybe it's not that crazy. I'm a not, look, I, I'll be the first to admit, I'm naive with this stuff, you know? I think people also will change their story and be like, oh yeah, I knew he's, he was like this and this and that. But I don't know. I think I think the first couple of days, it totally when it was like con- more or less confirmed that it was happening. I think people were totally shocked. Um, I was even shocked, not only just for you, but I was even shocked that the guy again, the guy who kissed the inter badge in front of the Corvasu during the derby after he just headbutted Ibrahimovic and all that you know, that you know all that was happening was linked to my club, like. Dude, I'd rather go to your club. I I didn't want. I don't care. I don't. You know, I maybe people don't feel that way, but like, not that I'm saying I want them to, but like, 
I'd rather him in fucking Milano. I, I hate Juventus. <laughs> well, look, I'm with you. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like it's annoying, you know, because this is the other thing. It's like a healthy Lukaku is good. So, yes, of course, I wouldn't want him at Milan either, but like I wouldn't want him at you know Milan either. But, you know, Juventus, it's like the it's the worst. It's weird, too, because like they can't even play European soccer. And I'm like, and where would you go? That's the other thing, too. Like, like, maybe that's like, I know that's what I thought. I was just like, why would you leave the team? Like, we're just in the final. The fans adore you. You apparently adore us. You're gonna, you know, if you stay healthy, it's like you're our guy, you know, along with Lataro, who you have a great relationship with. It's very weird. You're not gonna, Juventus is fucking playing Europe, but maybe that's part of it, right? It's like, one, you know, one, one, game in, yeah. one game a week, you're the guy, we're gonna wait, you because, know, like, look, Lukaku isn't what he was, we all know that, probably not worth whatever the 40 million or whatever Chelsea want. Fine, you know, he's aging, he's not as good as he was, he had some you know, in, injury issues. But if he stays healthy, like, he can he'll tear that league up. Um, and Juventus has a style of play. I mean, Allegri does. Allegri does. Very suited for him, you right. know. Um, which is why I see why Vlahovic wants to jump ship. Which is why I see why Chiesa wants to jump ship. Not that I'm saying they will. Not that I'm saying they are. We don't know. These are just again. These are just allegations and rumors that we are feeding the machine. Is what we are doing on this episode. But yeah. it's. But it is something though that I've learned over the years is that where there is smoke, there is fire. So when the two arguably best players at Juventus want out, it's kind of, it kind of says everything. And the club is backing Allegri and you're right. It does. Lukaku does suit his system to, and it's also Allegri's not playing at breakneck speed the way Inzaghi or Conte were. So he could even like slow his pace down just a little bit too. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just like he holds the ball up well. He's great on the break. You know, they play defensive soccer, and then they, you know, hit you on the break. You know, it's just um, – I think it'd be I, – I get I get it, you know, in, in terms of if we're talking just like soccer and, you know, tactics or whatever, but um, all the other stuff is weird, you know, and um, it's just strange. You know, I'd rather him just be like, I'm taking the money and going to Saudi Arabia. That I would have been – yeah, I get it. I totally get it. Um, so uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just tricky because I personally think he's going to, I think he's going to end up at Juventus. I do. I really do think that, um, you know, it seems like the stuff has sort of slowed down because they have to make some big sales before he can come over. But I just have a feeling it'll happen. Um, if it doesn't, I don't know what he's going to do. Right. Uh, well, that's his problem then at that point. Because problem, I yeah, I don't Here's care. the thing. It's like it feels like history repeats itself a little bit because when you burn the Corva Nord like Moro Cardi did, good luck trying to get back in their good graces. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's even rumors that like they'll they'll turn it around, which again, I don't also don't believe, you know, and then what, you know, it's going to be that's going to be you know, but all, but all that shit is like, yes, of course, if they turn it around, he comes back. It'll be disastrous those first couple of weeks. But, you know, the second he starts scoring, then no one gives a shit. Right. You know, look, it's an unpopular opinion. Also, I think the Accardi stuff was 
I don't want to say blown out of proportion, but like, I didn't need them to leave. I really didn't. I, I again, right. I know, yeah. but like, or I would have taken them back. Like all this talk, you know, there wasn't, it's funny because like, I don't even feel like there were really ever rumors about him ever even really coming back. But I thought, you know, there was like this part of me that was just like, okay, he's at Galatasaray. He's doing well, but now the Lukaku thing is happening. We're trying to get rid of Correa. I was like, I could see a world in which we would like take a Cardi back. And I think it'd be like, okay. Right. It wasn't even like a room. Now he's like, he resigned, I think. And he's making some good money. But, um, you know, I'm just saying like, uh, it's just funny. There was never, he was never even really linked back to us, but I just think, you know, you got to get over some of that stuff sometimes, not all the time, but then there's part of me. That's like a little like happy. We have a kind of a backbone, you know, that we could kind of, yeah. once we down, he calls us that we can tell him to fuck off because, Look, if he's really not answering the calls from his teammates, and I feel like that's weird. Plus, I can't imagine they would want him back after that. So, who knows? I don't buy into the whole like conspiracy of like we couldn't, we didn't want to pay that amount, so we like this is an excuse for us to tell him to fuck off. I don't buy into that stuff personally. Um, other people think that you vent this thing was like that was a way for them to just like cause turmoil and now we don't get him and it you know hurts us because we don't have him which is better for Juventus Maybe. I actually believe that more than anything else but I also I know, I but, in a, but in a world in which like that is the truth is also a little weird because at this point Juventus again as you stated early they don't have Europe so at this point they're gonna you know, they're going to do whatever they can to attract anybody. So by trying to push an agenda like that, it kind of only hurts them. But yeah. I, I would, but I also wouldn't put it past them either. I, oh, I know. I could see it. You know, it's, it makes sense. You know, I don't know. Like, I, like I said, I don't, I don't like to buy into all that stuff, but it's, you know, it's all very possible. I think he's just kind of, to be frank, he's, I think he's a little bit of an idiot. <laughs> he's an impressionable guy. You know, he's got a couple people for whatever reason that he, values their opinion or he changes whose opinion he values in those moments and he makes these decisions and I they come I think they're bad decisions you know it's like I, I don't know you know I back then I understood why he went to Chelsea but I also was like kind of stupid you yeah know? a great year you're in this like really perfect situation like the manager at the time, Thomas Tuchel, didn't even want him. It, that was a pure Roman Abramovich waving the wallet, as he did for many times. Yeah. And it's so hard to turn that money down. I don't care if you're a City uh, team or not. Like, City uh, yes, we need the money and all the teams need the money. But it's hard turning that down, you know? No, I get it. And, like, look, I get it all. You know, it's hard. I'm sure it's hard to turn. You know, you cut, you kind he kind of looked a little bit like a fool at United. We gave right. him his career back. He did great for us. We were great for him. I could see why he'd want to go to Chelsea. Yes, all this boy. It's his favorite fucking club. Okay, everyone, everyone's his favorite club, but depending on the week, but like, fine, I'll give you that. <laughs> I remember the thing that drives me nuts, honestly, when it first was having all these Chelsea fans were like, but there's the video of him when he's so young and he goes to the stadium and he's like, it's his like favorite place. I'm like, okay, great. And now he's like, you know, they, you hate him and he hates you by the end of all this. It just, <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
nuts. I'm just like, okay, we brought, we, we, re, we totally revived you, buddy. You right. were a mean. And twice, we, twice you revived them. Yes, totally. So it's all very, you know, it's all a little frustrating. So I wish none of this happened, you know, to go into like, you know, I'm thinking we're going with, you know, Taram, Lataro, Lukaku, unfortunately, probably Korea, but you know, that's cool. I'll take it. You know, it's like, look, you hijacked the Taram deal from Milan. That was the, you know, so I'm, I'm a little salty on that one. I'm a little I salty. I wanted him. I wanted him really badly. Sure. Um, and I think he'll, I mean, but and you know, by the uh, way, I mean, you personally, Russ, you hijacked the deal. <laughs> I made some phone calls. Um, no, it's like, you know, you're looking at that lineup. Suddenly it's looking good. Now you take, not only do you take Lukaku out of it, which I could live with, but it's a, you know, we haven't signed anyone. So now it's trickier because now we're relying on a guy who doesn't have serial experience and hope that he does well. Right. Yeah. And then whatever striker we end up getting, we don't know who it's going to be. So there's different variables here, right? You know, if you get a Skamaka, personally, I love, I would love that. Um, it's a little late, right? We got to, you know, get him, but he's got serious experience, but he's got to get used to the team. He's coming late into the preseason, you know, but if we get like um, that kid from Arsenal, who's for some reason his name escapes me sorry um he you know you're paying a little bit of you're kind of probably paying like a pretty penny he has no CR experience he's coming late to preseason we have no idea it's a little risky i'm interested in him but it's risky right or you got you know marata <laughs> right who everyone wants but again some experience he's played you know uh, yeah, I, I I don't want him. If he replaced Correa, I'd be like, yeah, that's fine. But like, yeah. we're, we're now we're talking about a, a Lukaku replacement. It becomes a different story, right? Uh, right. And it's you know our style of play with him is it's specific. You know, I don't know. It's just it's a lot of there's a lot going on. I'm, you know, I'm not as nervous as other people, but it's not great. You yeah. know, we're not in a great situation at the moment. Because uh, the other thing too is I want to just talk about the back line for a minute. Yeah, yeah. You also, not that I, I, we can keep talking about Big Rom, obviously, but it's, you know, um, but you've lost two pillars this summer. One you knew was going to leave, which was Skriniar, who left on uh, free transfer to PSG. Um, but as you said, there was uh, other players that stepped up in his absence later in the season following his injury. And then now we have seen the great Onana has gone to Manchester United, which doesn't surprise me that much because he's linking up with Eric Ten Hang, his former manager at, at Ajax. So one. Oh, and also uh, your other backup keeper who had been there forever. Uh, is Handanovic is also gone. So who is in net for you guys right now? And are there any defensive reinforcements coming? Or does Hakimi finally, not Hakimi, I'm sorry, does Robin Gosens finally get to be the guy that he should have been this whole time and really become a starter for Inter? No, I mean, I think Goshen's will probably leave. If he's still, I'm kind of okay with it, but you know, he'll be on the wing. I mean, we brought in this German kid, Basek, who I who looks promising. Um, I've seen him some preseason stuff, and he looks good. Okay, and that's a nice, you know, that's it's. I feel good with him back there. I mean, he's young. You know, we'll see. 
what what it's like, but I feel, you know, I'm excited about him. Um, yeah, Darmian filled in really well, but we need, but we never got a replacement for screening. And now, you know, the names they throw around aren't impressing anyone, you know, Taloy is right. like, you know, again, interference probably get mad, but like, it doesn't bother me that much that mm-hmm. he's People hate it. He's a little old. He's not, he hasn't really been impressive. I get it. But we've also seen what Inzaghi has done with some of these guys. Um, right. And uh, so you just, you know, I think like I never wanted Darmian at my club. Right. Right. He's always linked with us. I hated it. Um, now I love the guy. Guy, he puts in the shift every time he can play it. So many positions. It's great. And he really has helped us back there. So, you know, I think Inzaghi can do a lot of good work. And so if it's Taloy, it's not exciting. I'm hoping for the best. I don't think it's going to be the worst thing. Um, I'm worried about the goalkeeper situation a little bit more. I'm to be honest, I'm most worried about the striker situation. Well, mm-hmm. you know, and the then the goalie and then the, the defense, <laughs> the defensive line. Um because your midfield is still stacked. Your midfield the midfield for the most part, honestly, it's like um, you know, and again, if we bring in look, if we bring in Skamaka, I'm not gonna feel that bad. I'm gonna actually feel pretty great because I've right. I've wanted him for a long time. And right. uh, I didn't, and I, it pissed me off because he was like, for a while, it was like never being mentioned, you know, it was like a list of four or so guys. And it was like, okay, here we got this guy. He was like, he's got serial experience. He's there's West Ham does not want him, you know? Yeah. Roma wants him, but like, they can't just pay whatever for him. You know, it's, um, I get why, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's from Rome. I get it. Like why you want to go there, but we're not up against you know, Milan or Juventus, I think. And that's, I think we have a good chance. So it was bothering me. He wasn't even listed. Now he is. And now he's like heavily rumored to, you know, to come to us. So I hope it happens. Um, the goalie situation is a little more unfortunate for, I mean, first off, we're losing Onana. So, or we've lost him. And that's a, so unfortunate because the guy was incredible. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I think the best champions league goalie, you know? Yeah. I, 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 you know, look, the, that final was, I will say this. The I'm not even going to say the final. The semifinals showcase the four best keepers in the world. Yeah, I, yes. Between the four, you know, because at that and, and then the final showed the two best at that moment. Anderson is amazing, and of course, you know, Onana. And it's it, again, it does not surprise me one iota that he's going to United as, even after a season. Um, because now that Ten Hang can actually play with his money and play make the team his identity instead of getting rid of the fringe players that he's had, you know, namely, you know, Ronaldo, whoever, you know, just making the team, giving the team his identity, putting his fingerprints on it. But there's no one lined up for you. Well, this is a problem, right? It's like because I again I get it from a business standpoint. You know, you got a goalie who comes in for free you're able to sell them for i think again i think it was like i think at the end of the day it's probably like 55 which is still so um i hate which is more money than i'll ever see in my life but also I mean, look, so I cheap by like today's the, standards i think it's like the fourth highest goal wow right thing okay i agree you know we all look back because you know this is the problem it's like there's always the guys you can point to right 
do this much. Oh, how can he not be, you know, could do that all day. You know, Grealish, 100 million. Right. I don't fucking, no idea why. You know what? <laughs> not because he's worth it, because they wanted him and they have the money. And that's the end of the, the story. Right. Yeah. That's in a different boat. So, yes, we can point to uh, Keppa, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever it was, like 75 million. And I think none is better, but yep. it's not it's just not the same you know what i mean like it's hard for us to not go and make 55 million dollars from a goalkeeper it just doesn't happen a lot right right I don't know why we had to do it it's really upsetting i can't imagine there's one person that actually really wanted to do it and i love the guy he's so not only just was he so good his attitude was incredible he's fun it's just like he was just a leader you know and um it, it's like one season it just was incredible so it sucks. Um, when we were being linked with um, Somer from Bayern and then oh, this, yeah, right. yeah, Trubin from uh, Shakhtar, um, you know, it was like, okay, I get it. You know, they're going to get this old, sort of older experienced guy. And then this younger guy who's, who, you know, I think is supposed to be really good with his feet, you know, because that's kind of what we're, you know, we kind of need that, you yeah. know. Um, but now it's taken a long time. We haven't wrapped up Somer. I don't know if we're going to get uh, Trubin at all. You know, they, I think he's going to be, a, I think he's going to be free next year. So oh. But now we're okay. Great. So we're stuck with Somer. We're not stuck with, cause I, I think he's good. And whoever, I don't even, I think Stankovic maybe is our backup. I don't even know. And like, it's, uh, you know, then it's like, why do we, why do we get rid of all, we got rid of Handanovic then. And these yeah, why do you get re- that's the oh, other thing too? Like, yeah, why do you get rid of Handanovic if there's not even it to seem like okay, we're starting, you know, goalies gone. Great, we're gonna bring in this ex- guy with experience so summer, and then we're bringing this young guy, Trubin, and hopefully Trubin will be our guy the way Onana was, but which I can get behind, right? But mm-hmm. now it's like all our goalies are gone. <laughs> we haven't uh, you know, right. I think coming but then i'm like okay i mean it's fine if he's our goalie but it's definitely not our ideal situation so i can't imagine it's what we wanted but then again you're like okay why are you gonna pay money when you could get them free next year and you just kind of deal with it for the year and hope for the best it's tough man it's tough being a Serie A club it's so hard it, it truly is it also Kind of makes me think that they'll probably put gloves on Darmian at this point and then just stick him in between the net. I trust, I trust him. I, I, you know what, I would too. Um, uh, it's so, so, and like, let's not forget, we brought him for Tessie, right? Oh, yeah, you know, it's like, I I'm, did forget that. Yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, yes, we got rid of Brozovic, tough pill to swallow, but yeah. we brought a young, exciting, talented yes. kid. I think he's going to be great for us. I don't think it's going to be, you know, we're losing something with Brozovic. Does that hurt us? I don't know. It's definitely going to change the way you know we play. But I feel okay about it, honestly. I'm, I think I think it, I'm, I'm okay with the move. I hate the money. Like right. I don't understand how what he sold for. I mean, the brother situation is so weird to me. I get it. he's like a little older. He doesn't really take care of himself. He invented the-, the crocodile, man. That's it. He's yeah. getting paid for the crocodile. The cro- so for those that don't know the when. Years ago, a defender decided to put his body underneath the wall for a free kick. It was Marcello Brozovic. Now you see everybody doing it, including Lionel Messi. So you can thank the guy who's got a bomb, like an actual like bomb tattoo on his neck. Uh, from so, so, for that. 
stupid. So stupid. I know. I love him, but you know, he's out there smoking and shit. He, he right. shit, you know, but you know, so I get it. It's like you look at a guy, he's like, he's getting a little older, he's take care of himself. But a guy is like, put, I mean, he runs more than anyone. I mean, anyone. It's nuts. So I, 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 one, I wouldn't have had a problem holding on to him, but like, it does confuse me that no one else came in for, for more money. Why a Premier League team wouldn't come and spend, you know, 30 million on this guy? I don't get it. Because I think they're probably seeing like, oh, he's an aging player and the fact that he doesn't take care of himself. And again, I think it also, they, when, when things like that happen, I wonder, I, I believe it's in a bias because they sit there and probably going, oh, well, he's doing, he can not take care of himself in City A, but can he do it in Sunderland in February? And it's, well, yeah, he probably yeah. fucking could. And he's probably better than most of the people in the Midlands doing it. Um, I mean, and he's yeah. really incredible. He's just an incredible player. It's, and I think that bias from pundits, not all, but a lot. Um, and of course, social media makes it. But that that definitely generates something in the front office of any club's head. Like, well, do we want him? I the one I I am surprised that a French club, namely Monaco, who have not really done much but have some money. They don't have PSG money, but they can. You know, they used to be. There was a Champions League team every year. You know, and have been trying to rebuild the last five years since Mbappe left. Um, that they didn't go for him, or a Spanish club didn't go for him. I was convinced he was going to La Liga, or I'm also even surprised that a Portuguese side didn't go for him. Having gone to Portugal earlier this year and seen how Sporting plays, he I he would have dominated. He would have dominated. But again, it's hard to say no to Middle Eastern money now. Right. Like for him, I get it. You know, he's right. got great wage. To, I get it. I'm just surprised, you know, because we only got like uh, 18, I think, million for right. him, which is, to me is embarrassing. You know, it's like, I think the guy runs the fucking midfield. I mean, he's like, just has incredible control of the game. Um, he never stops running. And uh, so it just felt weird that, yeah, somebody wouldn't come in and sweep him up for something. Um, you know, the way these teams come, I mean, these teams come for whoever it's just crazy. So that sucked, you know, happy for him. I think he's going to go and like um, enjoy himself and like make money. And I have no problem with it. I know there was a rumor for a long time, like Barcelona was interested in the Barcelona, Kessie swap, Kessie going to Juventus, by the way, weird to me, but wait, um, is he? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I get it. But I'm like, ah, it just was weird. I thought, you know, for a long time, I thought we were even going to, not that I was th- thrilled on the switch exam on, on like the um, you know, I can't uh, say for bros. Uh, wow, Frank Cassie to you, you know. Um, yeah, man, I think you know these serial clubs now. As for guys like Allegri too, you know, it's like they want these like physical guys. And I think Cassie's good, honestly. I think he he's had great. He's great. But, so yeah, so where Brozovic ended up for the money, not great. But I'm happy with who we got. I think. I'm glad we kept uh, Aslani too as a backup. So, you know, uh, I'm okay about the midfield. Yeah, I I like, you know, like I said, I think the goalie situation, the worrying, obviously the striker situation, that great midfield I feel pretty good about. Um, I think it's going to work out. I don't know. I've, I'm weirdly, I know I said earlier, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not optimistic about anything. I'm not usually, but I don't know. I, I'm just like, I, every transfer, it's just like people are just like, 
including myself, like complain and worry and think it's like the end of it. Oh my God, can we, who runs this club is such a joke. But like, I mean, we had a rough season. We, we lost too many games last season. Right. We did find our way back and we ended up in that final. And so I'm just, this year, I'm just willing to just kind of sit back a little bit and just be like, we'll see what happens. You know, okay. I, clubs because, and I mean, because in my opinion, like everyone freaked out. This is, you know, it changes week to week. Everyone's freaking out about Milan, right? Now Milan's <laughs> the genius club over here. Look what they uh, do. By I, the way, I agree with it. I actually do agree. I'm shaking my head vigorously. I know you're not. But I'm telling you, I think that they are doing, obviously, you never know what will happen. I think they're doing an incredible job. I'm uh, even envious almost of the way they're handling this transfer window. So, but what I'm saying is that like. Yeah, you're right. It's a flavor of the week situation. It's not. Oh my, the end of it. The end of soccer. I can't believe they got rid of Tanali and now fucking Billy Bean's going to ruin the club. Meanwhile, they, you know, I think they've made great moves, you know, it's like, and quick, fucking quick. Yeah, I will say the the speed. I will give you that. The speed in which a lot of these uh, deals have closed is remarkable. The, um, again, Mirabelli PTSD, man. It's, I get it's, it. It's, it's, the, it's the summer of Patrick Catone all over again, you know, but on a bigger, grander scale. I, 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 I wanted, I was not, I, I can't even find the words because there's so many words to like, I should be, I'm not going to be one of these like, oh, you should be grateful, shut your mouth, Milan fan. You know, I'm not because I don't, I I, I don't know much about the people that we got and the people that I do know that we got, I'm not crazy about. Um, I'm not a Pulisic fan at all. I don't think he is, I think if he was not American and didn't have the American media backing him and was any other nationality, nobody would be talking about him. Um, I've seen players like the fact that like he cut his teeth at Dortmund, Chelsea get Tuchel, and he's a bench player for his old manager where he cut his teeth kind of explains a lot for me. Yes, he got an assist over the weekend. It was a beautiful, beautiful free kick that he gave corner uh, shot uh, to Tomorri for uh, for a goal against Real Madrid in a friendly, but. After that assist, he shut down and then turned into uh, Montalivo 2.0 and spent most of the time just falling on the ground. And that drives me up a wall. Uh, Loftus-Cheek, I think, is going to need some time to figure things out. I don't have no hope for him, but I'm also not that pumped. And the the only kid, I can't pronounce his name just yet, but we signed this young striker from Nigeria who I'm very excited about. He just landed in Milan today to sign the papers. Um, so I'm excited for him because we need all the strike force that we can get. So, and he's going to be a great striker and I'm that I'm excited for, and especially someone to back up Giroud. But overall, I'm like not thrilled and I'm not one that has a lot of hope. I'm sitting here going, me well look they kept magic mike they kept theo and they're keeping Giroux. Mm-hmm. uh tamori's sticking around so there's a core there there's a core of guys that know how to win there's a core of guys that know what it means to play for the shirt hopefully that echoes through 
I was not impressed this weekend in the preseason game because once Madrid took off their C team and put on their A team, Milan looked like Milan, who were dominating that match with all their new jacks, looked mm-hmm. abysmal. So uh, it's again, it's too soon to tell. We don't know. But Pioli, I I, I love him. Thank mm-hmm. you for everything he's done. But I think this should be his last season as well. And I think next season they should start looking to bring in a Jorgen Klopp type or Deserbi type that because if I I I am a very I'm like you, I'm very pessimistic. So to me, this season's gonna be a make or break for Pioli. If we don't get a top three finish, I love you. Thank you for everything you've done, but it's really time to move on and let's rebuild. And I and again, I'm not I know the window's not done. There could still be more guys coming in. Um but it's yeah, you're right. It, it went from flavor of the week and it it felt catastrophic. You know, you said goodbye to Zlatan on a Sunday and then on Monday Maldini left and then on Tuesday uh Marzada resigned and then a week later Tonali's gone. I'll just quickly say, like, yeah, I mean, yes, of course, if Pioli is not making top three or four, I mean, yes, I agree with you. But I think, well, I definitely think he will. But I think also, yeah, I don't know. I think I think they have a really, honestly, I think they have a good chance. I think they're going to be, I think they're Scudetto challengers. Wow. You see, like, yeah. maybe because I'm curbing my expectations so low that it does happen. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I feel that when I see Roma, who has no money, doing a lot of big moves or good, solid moves for Roma, right? Where, because of Mourinho, because uh, keeping the Bala, because of warding off other folks and suitors for other bigger players, um, I'm sitting there going, oh, that's a smart transfer window. That That's, that's smart. Lazio doing um, pretty smart stuff as well. And I think, sorry, sorry, we know, just knows what's up. Napoli, of course, keeping, with the exception of Kim leaving, they're keeping yeah. all the stars. So I I just, I get nervous because last season was, we just made Champions League because Juventus got punished. Yeah. So we're in it this season by the skin of our teeth. And that was with a healthy Tonali that is with an aging Drew. Yes. Now there's backups and Tonali's gone. I need to get over this. Mm-hmm. I, I, I understand, but it's, it's a little weird because we're also looking to sell uh Balotore who I'm fine with him leaving, but also Simon care is old and uh, uh, Frenzy is old and he's coming off injury. Uh, so we don't even have, we don't even talk about getting reinforcements in the defense. And I, that was Maldini's specialty. He found all these diamonds in the rough. So I just, again, like I, I'm happy that we have a midfield that with a little bit of depth, I'm happy that we have a strikers with a little bit of depth. It takes a lot of pressure off layout, but mm-hmm. backline gets me a little worried. Magic Mike is there. Yes. But I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. I think you guys are honestly. I think you guys are in good shape. I think you use the money. I mean, again, you never know. I, I could be in my words in a few months, but I think you use the money smart. The Maldini. I don't want to get into the whole Maldini situation. I think that is more fucked up. Obviously, the way that all went down and right. how they treated him is, is bad. The Tonali thing sucks. I get it. If I was, I get it from their point of view. If I was you, you know, if it, if we saw Barella, right, for 
million to Newcastle, I'd be pissed too. But in my opinion, they're using it smartly. Right. And they're going to be good. It's not like, you know, you struggled to get fourth place last year with Tenali. So I'm not saying also it's just true. It's also true. No, but you're right. No, it's a good point. That's a good point. You know, who knows? I, I think it'll be okay. We'll see. Um, yeah, I think Lazio's doing well. I think I think we're the kind of like weird struggling ones at the moment. But I think you guys are having a better honestly, I think you guys are having one of the better or not best transfer windows. At the, this at the week moment. has turned it around again, but I'm I, I I'm I'm such a dick that I I, <laughs> I just I'm like whatever. Well, you know what it is? I we didn't get guys that I anticipated us getting. Um well, Thoram, um salty with uh not and I understand because they were signing him the week that Maldini was sacked. So it's sort of like, well, yeah, I'm not going to come to this club anymore. I'm going go across the street. It looked unstable in that moment. Oh, absolutely. Um, maybe that's something he comes to regret. I don't know, but I, he's such a good player that he'll be fine. Uh, he'll be fine anywhere, but it's, it's a weird one. It, it, again, it just feels weird. And I'm, I, I just want to see it play out. I have not, just the two games they've played, not that impressed. Again, once Madrid put on their A team without Benzema, because he's gone now. They really, you know, it's, it's really Vinicius Jr. is their striker um, at the moment. Once they put on their A team, they're like solid core guys that get them to Champions League every year. Milan went from dominating that team to looking like they had, they they were like at a pickup game, like playing. I don't know. I don't. I don't put too much weight into the preseason stuff like this. It's just so early. And now, time for a coffee break. Curva Mundial is sponsored by Mod Cup Coffee in Jersey City, but you can get it anywhere in the world from ModCup.com. Mod Cup, drink modern coffee. Use code Mundial for ten percent off your first order. Let's let's end off now since we have been talking about a little bit of other clubs. Let's end off on our top five prediction that we would normally do on a post-it note and hang, and one of us would keep. But um, you want to go read yours off first? I mean, I don't have one to read off. I have to just wing it. Um, okay. It's uh, yeah. I mean, I uh, let's think here. Okay. Um, and Napoli's so weird, just because like. I don't, I don't know what Garcia's going to do. That's the other thing, too. Spalletti's gone. No, so it's like, yeah, the Kim thing is tough, but they've managed to keep a lot of people. So I think that they will definitely be... All right. Man, it's so hard, man. It's so hard. Because Lazio had such a good season last year. did. So, but, like, all right. So I'll maybe, read off mine. I'll read yeah. off my five. And then maybe that'll, like inspire you like you don't know what's gonna happen like i hate to say this but i think like if juventus does get lukaku like that switches how i feel about where yeah yeah absolutely the other thing too is that because juventus is playing one game a week right that's what i'm saying like i would put them easily in the yeah all right god you do yours all right so five at the moment because as you mentioned the lukaku situation because if lukaku does go to juve i'd put juve at five but right now I have Milan. As it stands, he is not at a Juventus player. So right now I have Milan at five. My AC Milan is at five, but that could switch. Um, Roma, I put at four. 
I like their transfer window so far this season. I like what Mourinho is building. I have Inter at three. Mm-hmm. I put Napoli at two. And that's only because, not because I don't think that they can't win Scudetto again. It's because they're doing it without Spalletti. They're doing it out without their guy. And I think Rudy Garcia is a hell of a manager. I actually think Napoli make a deeper push in Champions League this year than they do in City Up. So Garcia is great in Champions League. And people seem to forget what he did in France and what he did for Roma. So I think Garcia is a logical next step up from Spalletti uh, for manager. And I think this is the year that Napoli makes a nice deep push in UCL. But because of that, they might slip a little bit here and there and number two in City A. And I have not Lazio. Taking Scudetto this year. Uh-huh. Okay. No, I, I mean, I think that's crazy. You know, it's that's what I mean. It's so hard to squeeze. So, no Juventus? Did you not see it? Juve, if they get Lukaku, I would actually bump Milan and put Juve there at five. But now that they don't have Lukaku as at the moment, because we don't know what's happening, uh, my Milan is at five. Is Inter in your top five? Yeah, three. Sorry, I missed that. All right, no, it's it's five is in uh five is Milan, four Roma, three Inter, two Napoli, one Lazio. So no, yeah, okay, so I got you. So no Juventus. Yeah, I always like I think it's PTSD with Juventus. Like I just feel you know the way they were able to I mean, I think they would have got second place. Yeah, they would have. That's a I know that people it, it, that's it. Like, Carlo Garganese of the Italian Football Podcast, dear friend of mine, love him to pieces. And he has described Allegri perfectly. He's a dinosaur. He truly is. But the thing is, is that Allegri still kind of gets results. That, you know, they were at number two without the point deduction and whatever. The And look, as much as I hate Juventus, what the board and the league were doing, the yo-yoing, the, yeah, we're going to give him, dock him 15 points. No, we're going to dock him seven. No, no, you're, it's just like, yo, no one's on the same page. It sort of just shows you how hectic the league is. But again, I don't, I, I feel like Vlavic and Kiesa, if they go, that weakens them a little bit. I didn't know about Kessie being there, but again, like, if they get Lukaku, I think they become a much more dangerous team than they are at the moment, but I don't think they're all that dangerous. Um, yeah. I'm more but you're that. right. They could just turn it up. Like, you don't realize. I have a way of making results if they can keep most of those guys and um, play once a week. Teams that play once a week are scary. Um, I'm going to say that I'm going to go – This is, I'm struggling actually with the first place team because I want my instinct is to say Napoli, but it's so hard because they destroyed last year. It was such a weird year. Milan, both Milan teams really just could not. I mean, they were so bad at times. They, I mean, they basically handed it to Napoli. And I, I can't imagine. I, I but also on, on the up flip side, though, Napoli were tremendous. They, absolutely. But what I'm saying is like, Yes, I agree with you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to discredit Napoli. They're incredible, and they deserve to win. And you know, I. I don't. I. I even actually hate saying what I said. I'm just saying that. Like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Like, there was like no pressure, and that's what drove me crazy. Right. So I'm hoping that those teams don't 
aren't that bad this year. And with the new coach, the fact that they hadn't won in so long and we've seen great Napoli teams come without winning. I'm like, are they going to win two years in a row? Maybe. Um, if it's not Inter, I never, you know, I wouldn't mind. But so I don't know if I want to put them first. <laughs> I'm tempted to. Um, so, all right, I'll say them first. I'll say Napoli first. I think Milan is second. Wow. Yeah. You know, yeah, I think Milan is second. I'm going to say Inter, and then I'm going to say Juve. And I don't believe in any of this, to be honest with you. Which leaves out Lazio, which I hate, because I actually think that they're going to do well. But I don't know where to squeeze them in Roma in. I just have this weird feeling about Juventus. I got to hope that Inter obviously takes top four. Mm-hmm. I believe in Milan's transfer at the moment, their transfer window. And I got to think that Napoli, with the guys that they've managed to keep, that they'll be able to kind of... Right. That definitely got to be top four. I mean, so I'll put them, you know, because right now, honestly, it's about figuring out the top four, and then I and then I do the placement. But so yeah, no, uh, yeah, no Roma, no Lazio. The Lazio one though, man, they're a solid team. Um, and I think honestly, if Pioli fucks it up this year, oof, you guys have to go for sorry. Yeah, you know, actually, that's another manager that we. I know I mentioned Klopp and I mentioned Deserbi earlier, but. Sorry, really, it should be the guy. He's a great coach, and um, you know, uh, he it's not going to work with every team, right? But I think he's a great coach. I think he'd be great for Milan. So yeah, man, I guess that's it. That's uh, that's my top five. Did I mention? Did I say five? No, you didn't give a fifth. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. So I'll put Lazio in fifth. Okay. Go. All right. Okay. Um, well, well, Russ. Well, you know, if Roma doesn't. You know, Roma's got to pick up a striker, man. Well, so yeah, they they they've been in talks with Skamaka, which we cited. Uh, Belotti, I, I I couldn't, but I thought that was so brilliant that they got him like a year ago. I was like, yes, this is going to be great. Him and Tammy, that both of those guys just dropped the ball. Yeah, Tammy, you know, fizzled out unfortunately, and I'm a big fan of his. Me too. Uh, then he got injured. And now you can't rely on Belotti. You couldn't rely on Belotti when Tammy was healthy. Right. You're not going to be able to do anything. Yeah, he can't be your guy, unfortunately. Um, they need a Skamaka. Or, I know they're interested in Morata, too. But I don't think that's enough. But I you know, don't understand, though, how every team in Italy, every major team that has a little bit of coin to spend this summer is interested in Alvaro Morata. I don't get it. I think he's fine. But am I missing something? We're so like, um, it's the same reason why we recycle coaches a lot. You know, it's just like, there's a comfort. We're like, oh, he's experienced. He's an experienced player. He's played Syria. There's comfort in that. You know, they don't want to take, not only do they not want to take risks often, they can't afford to take risks often. So, So I agree with you. I don't want him anywhere near my team. I mean, again, I would use him as a, Korea replacement 100 percent yeah 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 if you're talking that fine but if you're talking about leading the line which is what a lot of these clubs are i'm sitting there going i but don't forget if you know they have dabala and if dabala stays healthy and you have him and marata together it's not a terrible combination that's true you know it's true so but that depends on does dabala stay healthy 
you know, which is always kind of the question. Um, right. Yeah, you know, um, we called him up apparently. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, and apparently we passed on Maldini passed on him. Really? That 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 was something that came out this weekend that I read. A rumor was that Maldini passed on him saying that the wages were too high and it's too much of a risk because of the injuries. Yeah, it's tricky with him. Guy's an incredible player, and every, I think everyone would want him on their team, but the injury is tough, man. The injuries, it just, it's, uh, it's tricky. Yeah, he's, I love him though, man. I'm happy that he's still in City. Yeah, I love that he's honestly, I, I love that he went to Roma and he's working with Mourinho, and I, and I wanted to stay healthy, and I love Mourinho. You know, I'm always, yeah. as long as they don't finish above Inter, I'm always cheering for them. <laughs> or not for them, but always cheering for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. All right. Well, Russ, thank you so much for coming back on. Come back anytime. We'll uh maybe we'll do a catch-up uh in between uh in between seasons, or we'll do this in a uh and we'll see how, how all like ha- halfway through the season and see how this all actually turned out. Probably sure. nothing like, like nothing like what we said. It, it's you'll it's what you know, Roma's in first, uh <laughs> Milan, like everybody, everybody has done tremendous but they can't beat Roma because they're the you know whatever I don't know Atalanta is actually you know doing phenomenal yeah we'll see I guess anyway thanks man this is fun as always appreciate it anytime thank you all right buddy follow us on Twitter at Curva Mundial Pod and subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts thanks for listening